Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning, this is Terry Wickstrom, and we've got a full show for you today. By the way, don't forget, we're going to be giving away tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition now right up to and including the first day of the sh- I mean the first Saturday of the show, I believe. So, we've got a lot to give away. We've got uh, some gear bags to give away from them. We have a special giveaway that Chad LaChance is putting on that we're going to talk about here in just a couple minutes. And uh, by the way, I also want to remind you, follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. We're going to start posting a lot of stuff about what's coming up at ISE. We're going to be doing some special things on special days this year. We're going to be uh, announcing how you can get tickets and about giveaways. So you really want to follow all that stuff. But right now, let's go right to the phones. And this is my first time with the new phone system. Mr. LaChance, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Well, you sound good. The new phone system sounds good, guys, and I didn't hang up on Chad, so we might be okay here. It's my first day on our brand-new phone system. Well, I figure having an old hat in here is good. If I do get hung up on I can probably recover. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll, we're going to wait to see next time you fill in and see how you handle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we well, were— Well, Merry Christmas, Terry. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, Chad. Hey, we were—I um, was talking about ISC in the opening— and uh, obviously, you're a big part of that, and I've been a big part of it for years. And we're going to talk a lot during the course of the next few shows about who's on and what we're doing. But you really put together something special for ISE. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, we got together with ISE show and decided uh, with a bunch of the partners from Fistful Tinker that we would have a, a, a big, giant giveaway to maybe help uh, motivate some people to get down there and see the show, see the, the experts table and the fish demo tank and all the other stuff that we all do down there. And uh so a bunch of my companies got together, everybody from Sportsman's Warehouse with a $500 gift card to, uh, to Otterbox, you know, Colorado company here based in Fort Collins, one of their sweet new venture coolers. But not only is it one of the venture coolers, it's a limited edition Derek DeYoung custom painted trout cooler. So it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. Yamp a dry duffel bag, stuff from our uh, bunch of Berkeley stuff, tons of Berkeley stuff, lines, lures, soft plastics, baits. Uh, across the board there, Abu Garcia, Real, Sprinkler, Rod. I mean, it's $1,700 worth of stuff from all of our partners. And uh, and all people are going to have to do is send a quick email and get drawn. And so, yeah, how is there, uh, is it set up yet? I know they're going to set it up on, yep. the, it's on the International Sportsman's Exhibition site. Is that how they do it? Well, they didn't get that done yet, Terry, but they here you can go ahead and, and send uh, send an email in either way. And if people go to my Facebook at Fishful Thinker, I don't know if you guys can share it over on yours. We'll have it up on fishfulthinker.com here real quick. But it's basically all you got to do is email jkirk at yourlifeoutdoors.com and, uh, with, a, with a subject line that just says Chad's Tackle Treasure. And that will automatically enter them in the drawing, and it will draw it on Saturday evening, the 12th, at uh, the International Sportsman's Exposition, right after my uh, right after my last presentation on the demo tank. And so after, will that drawing, is it a be present to win kind of thing? It is not. Uh, you will have to pick the prize package up in Denver. We're certainly hoping that the winner is present, and you will be able to take it home with you if so, as long as you bring a small pickup truck, because it's going to take a bunch of room. But uh, but seriously, jokes aside, we will give it away there if the if people are present on Saturday evening. But if they are not, they'll just have to pick it up at one of the Sportsman's Warehouse stores in Denver. All right. Well, why don't you, once you get that posted, let Karen know 
And we'll share it on yeah. our Facebook too, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and make sure it gets out there. What a great giveaway, Chad. That's awesome that your sponsors, your partners stepped up and they're they're working with you. But while I've got you on the air, we'll talk more ISC over the next few weeks. I'm sure we'll tell more people about this giveaway package. And today I'm going to be giving away tickets later on in the show. But there's some other things. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing. Well, what you're doing at ISE. Well, let's, let's first of all, you were out uh, smallmouth bass fishing just the other day. I know we talked. And I know Ronnie was out, too. He's going to talk, I think, a little bit about it. But Horsetooth has closed the boats now. But it sounded like you guys slammed them at the end. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, and it's a shame. I'm hoping the new ANS stuff that, that that just went into place for next year will help us uh, keep lakes open a little bit longer. But we were definitely slaying them, uh, myself and Dan Swanson and Ronnie and the guy in the boat with him, and you know a bunch of other people were out there, and everybody's catching them. And the key to the whole thing uh, is the right depth range, and it's it, as you know, Terry, this time of year it's very uh, electronics uh, intensive, and so we're running around looking for a specific depth range. And then controlling your lure in that range, and so in that depth range, we determine by anywhere that the bait come up against the structure. So uh, the bait suspended at a certain level in the water column where they hit the structure. That's the right depth range it, on that particular day. It happened to be 25 to 40 feet deep, maybe a little bit more than that. And uh, and you drop a lure right on top of them and fish vertically with lots of depth control and uh, and just waylay them. Now you could still get out on horse two with a hand launch or fish from shore, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and a hand launch right now would be a fantastic deal up at the north end at at, uh, at Satanka because the, a lot of the fish we were catching were just out around the, the, that first dam and out around the points out there and out, out on the east bank. So uh, a hand launch is certainly a viable option. Now, speaking of depth control, we're doing something special at ISE this year, folks, and we're going to be telling you about it over and over in the next few weeks. We're not doing the same seminars every day and the same presentations. Now, this is at the tank. This is at the tank and at the experts, uh, the uh, the experts corner uh, with that where they're going to be guys doing kind of one on one talks, and we've asked the guys to come up with different presentations. Thursday and Saturday are going to be kind of more basic, getting st- back to basics, shore fishing, that kind of thing, rigging up. And Sunday is going to be family day where we're going to feature some women and children and the youth bass clubs and things like that. But Friday is going to be our advanced day where you guys that are up on the tank are going to be doing a special presentation you're only going to do on Fridays. What are you doing Friday this year? I'm doing a depth control presentation. Um, and, and I feel like that if an angler has good depth control, it doesn't matter what species you fish for or, or where or how you fish. If you have control of the depth that you're fishing all the time, uh, I feel like it'll make the strongest angler. So we're going to go over some really good details on depth control everywhere in the water column, running water across the board. And, you know, depth control, you can go all the way back to being a disciple of Buck Perry's in my early years. Uh, de- he went depth control, then speed, then the the presentation of the lure, and then you got down to things like color and scent and those kind of things. And really what it comes down to, it's like the in-fisherman system of, you know, understanding the fish. The best presentation in the world isn't very good if it's not in front of the fish, right? No, I can tell you this last week, if you are fished your blade bait above them or below them, you might as well just stand there and drink your coffee because uh, if you're in them, you're getting bit about every 10 minutes. But if you are above them or below them, you're bumming. And so it doesn't matter how good your blade bait looks. And uh, and that's very much the case in a lot of It's the first thing I consider when choosing whatever presentation it is, is first of all, how deep do I need to be? And then I can make decisions on lures and, and things from there. And you're right, color for me 
the color literally is the last thing that I consider on my lure. Now, when you get down your Friday pres your Friday presentation, what are you going to do on the tank the other days? Well, I can't tell you exactly, but uh, no, I can tell you. It, we're doing. I'm doing the, the, basically the only rig you really need to know. And if, if if push comes to shove, and I'm carrying an emergency kit in my car so I can fish no matter what, I have a, <clears throat> a very simple system that I can have that will let me get in the ballpark for anything that I might run into in Colorado. And that's what I'm going to detail. And it's so simple that I don't want to talk about it on the radio just yet, but we will as we get a little bit closer. And I, I think people, everyone that watches it will kind of slap their forehead and say, yeah, that's, that's very true. All right. So you're going to do that on Thursday and Saturday, I believe. And then Friday is when you're going to do the depth control. And what we're trying to do Friday doesn't mean that, you know, first of all, all the things that ISE, there's reasons to come every day. But what we wanted to do was change it up a little bit so maybe some of the more advanced anglers would want to come on Friday because we're going to really tailor the next level. You know, we've talked that a lot of times when we're giving presentations, we go beyond where the audience is because we're like we're talking to each other. I mean, you and I could talk about a presentation and we assume knowledge from each other that we can skip by. That happens a lot in presentations. And I think some of that will happen on Friday because we're going to be taking a little more advanced, but maybe techniques to a level that people hadn't thought about, assuming that they've already got a certain amount of knowledge. But the other days, but that doesn't mean you won't be there and they won't get anything out of the presentation and they can't talk to you. But the other days, we're really trying to get to the audience to make them grow that next level in angler. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally it does. And, I, you know, that's what Fishful Tanker is founded in is, is education. And so I like the idea of breaking it up. Hopefully uh, attendees will, will kind of break up by demographic, so to speak, or angling skill level. But I also want to point out, as you well know, uh, when we get done with the demo tank, and this kind of alludes to your expert's corner, most of the time there's going to be a whole bunch of people that gather around that have questions. And I'll stand there as long as it takes to the point of having to be ushered out of the way on a common basis, as you know. But I'll stand there as long as it takes to answer questions for everybody. And so even if, if we talk above or below somebody, I would always encourage them. That that's one of the things about the International Sportsman's Expo is we're very approachable and very easy to talk to afterwards uh, if, if people have other questions. No, you're absolutely right. And before I let you go, you're doing a number of things at ISE. What else are you going to be involved in? Yeah, it's going to get crazy this year. I'm doing my first hunting presentation ever. So I'll be over in the Adventure Theater, and I'll be doing a couple of presentations over there. Uh, and it's basically preparing for a trip of a lifetime, a trip of a place you've never been. And we're going to use my recent trip to Kodiak Island as kind of a case study on the whole process of preparing. As you know, they sell a lot of trips at ISE shows from outfitters around the world. And we're going to try to help people prepare themselves before they go. Okay, book this trip. What do I need to do to make sure that when they get there, they have a great experience? And then the other thing that I'll be doing is the casting contest. Uh, we did that last year, reigning champion. I pat myself on the back, throw some good in the air. But, uh, but I have a feeling I'm in trouble this year because they brought in a ringer in the form of BSS Elite Series Pro. Brent Chapman, and uh, I'll be casting against him. He's a good friend of mine, and I've seen that guy cast, and it's ridiculous. So I've been sharpening up my skills. But uh, but that's always a fun contest. It's fly tackle and conventional tackle. Uh, myself, Nate Zielinski, you know, uh, Jeff Wagner, a whole crew of people, plus Brent Chapman this year. Well, and, and you mentioned Fishful Thinker crew a lot. There's going to be a lot of you guys on the tank and doing stuff in the experts' corner. Another thing we're doing on Friday, I know, is that uh, Dan Swanson is going to be doing an electronics presentation in our new experts' corner where he's going to have graphs set up, and you can come and talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. I think that 
that's going to be fantastic because it's hard sometimes to show graphs or talk about depth up on the tank. And Dan will be doing some stuff on the tank too. But having him sitting there with the graphs where you can walk up. The idea of the experts' corners when whoever's in there is that there's no seating. You walk up and you talk to them and they'll be talking to others. You can listen in, ask questions. It's really going to be a more intimate one-on-one or a few people to one setting. We're really excited about that, Chad. Well, I don't want to get intimate with Dan, but I can tell you one thing for sure, Terry. He uh, he he's a, he's a straight up expert. I mean, he literally has helped write the book. He teaches the sonar classes with me, and I know when he has that graph up there, he's got it running. It's powered up and running, so he can go through all the different stuff on the graph. Uh, he's one of the leading experts out there, and I can tell you this: if you go to Dan's deal on, on the expert corner and watch that, and then you watch my presentation on depth control, uh, that's the one-two punch of how we just loaded the boat the other day here at Horse Creek. So uh, be a really, really good deal. And I know that when, whenever we have Dan at Fish Fest or anything like that, he gets a, a sonar unit fired up. It's usually one of the most popular uh, things people watch because I think uh, all of us could use more uh, more knowledge with our sonar units, and Dan has the knowledge. All right, we're going to have to let you go, but you're going to have uh, this giveaway. Tell people really quick about the package. Yeah, big big package, seventeen hundred bucks. Out of box coolers, five hundred dollars. Sportsman Grouse gift card. Blah blah blah. Go to Fishful Thinkers Facebook. I don't know if maybe you guys posted. I emailed it to Karen already, uh, and yeah, but people can check out with a simple email, get signed up, and it'll draw it on Saturday. All right, and we will make sure that we get that on our Facebook too. Um, and then you're going to do an adventure theater that's going to talk. You're going to use your your trip to Kodiak Island bear hunting as an example of how to get ready. And I think that's going to be a great seminar because you know I've done I did a travel show for ten years and getting ready. There's little things that people don't think of, and there's things that if you don't to handle them ahead of time, it can get too late into the process. And I think that's going to be great. And using Kodiak Island as an example, you kind of take it to the extreme. Yeah, that was kind of the goal of it, you know, because it was so far out of the norm for anything I'd ever done. And so to prepare for it, it's a major process. It took me a whole year. And everything from the physical preparation to the packing to the logistics to everything else, getting your fire on there, the whole nine yards, all the stuff you need to consider. All right, my friend, we'll let you go. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys and everybody out there as well. All right, thanks, Chad. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We're going right back to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Danielle Eisenhart. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, Terry. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing great. It's uh, a little cooler, a little cooler weather coming in. It starts to feel like Christmas. And we're, there's a lot of people getting antsy for ice fishing, and I think with this weather change, by the end of next week, we're going to see ice fishing here on the Front Range and a lot going on. But, you know, we partake in fishing and hunting in Colorado, and we take advantage of the seasons, and there really are no seasons on fishing. But a game management's a little different. We have to have specific seasons when you can hunt different animals, especially big game, they, and we try to control the number of people out, make it a good experience. And every five years, um, you set up a plan that kind of sets the structure for the next five years. Now, we're getting close to the end of one of those five-year structures, I believe, and we're going to be you're in the process of planning the next one. Is that right? Yeah, you're correct. So we're in our current season structure, which ran from 2015 and ends in 2019. So we're trying to get our plan in place for the 2020 through 2024 
five-year big game season structure, and we're really kicking off our public outreach efforts for that right now. Well, first, let's since you brought that up, if people do want to participate, is there information on the website how they can? Yeah, we have a. If you go to our main web page, which is um, cpw.state.co, and then search for season structure, it will take you to our season structure web page, which has um, a bunch of different educational materials, but it also has our public comment form, which just went live yesterday, where they could um, provide comments to us on what they like to see in the next season structure. And, of course, there, there are a few meetings that will be scattered around. I'm sure there's information on that, too. But let's talk basically about what you look at now. When you design this structure, obviously, first thing is to accommodate the management um, necessary for the resource. I'm sure you get a lot of feedback from your district wildlife managers, your biologists. They tell you the quality of the, you know, of the herds and of the number of animals in different areas. So I'm sure you have to have that management structure in mind. And then I would think you're trying to make it the best experience you can because obviously you want to sell licenses, so you want people to have the best chance at success or at least to have the best experience. Are those the kind of things you're going to look at? Exactly. So as far as our herd management, those are primarily driven by our herd management plans, which have their own public process. But big game season structure focuses mostly on the length and timing of seasons for different species and looks at the different methods of take and trying to balance opportunity within those different methods of take. And that's primarily what we're looking at with the season structure, but we definitely take the herd management plans and the population objectives into account with season structure as well. Now, and a lot of this is tweaking. I, we Sometimes we see some major changes. Sometimes they're just tweaking of existing. Tell us a few of the things you're looking at going into next year that you think are, are probably ones that will come up in the plan. Sure. So the last two season structures, we've heard from um, the hunters out there that they're pretty much satisfied with our current arrangement and timing of different seasons. So we're not proposing a large number of changes for this season structure, but we're open to um, discussion of what folks think. Um, Some of the topics we're going to be exploring are starting the seasons on different days of the week, so not always on a Saturday, and also potentially increasing the breaks between seasons. And then we're also trying to look for ways to add additional hunting opportunity, Um, for example, with pronghorn, perhaps creating a longer rifle season with two full weekends or possibly two separate rifle seasons for pronghorn. And similarly for moose, we're also exploring the option of a second rifle season for moose in areas that can accommodate that or when a second season would be um, better to to have our management needs met in those certain areas. Um, So those are kind of the main things as far as season timing. We're also hoping to talk about the archery season We've been seeing uh, increased participation from hunters in the archery season. And so looking at some ways that we can try to address that increased participation through possibly limiting some of our archery elk seasons or just changing the timing or configuration of when those archery seasons are occurring for primarily deer and elk. Yeah, and the whole idea is to accommodate more people and still have it a very pleasant experience as more people participate in archery. Obviously, you want to make sure that they've got... uh, they're not overcrowded and not moving the animals around too much so that there is a better chance. Archery is a very stealth, stealthy type of approach, and, and a lot of people learning can uh, 
you know, it takes time and you, you got to get out there and there's going to be more and more people. I want to go back to the timing of the seasons. I think I'm intrigued by when you said you may look at, you know, you haven't said you will, but you may look at having some longer breaks between seasons. I, if that's accomplishable without, you know, taking away the experience or what's going on, that that to me is one that kind of hits home because you do give those animals a chance to rest and settle down and the people coming later have a better chance of success then. You're exactly right. And that's definitely something we've been hearing from the public as well as our commissioners that they would like to see some longer breaks. The hard part is always balancing, keeping the season lengths the way that they are with the number of weekend days and not going too late into the winter months with our seasons. It's definitely some a balancing act of trade-offs and what's most important when we try to increase those breaks. Sometimes other things have to have to be shortened as well. So just kind of exploring the trade-offs and what's most important to the hunters out there. So what's the timing to finalize the new plan? So we're going to hopefully have our public involvement wrap up around March or April, and then we'll be taking the results that we hear from the public and forming some recommendations for the Parks and Wildlife Commission to, to make their action um, in July or September is the latest that we would hope to have the plan finalized. Okay, and does that go through the Wildlife Commission, too? Is there a process? Yeah, so we've taken our proposed discussion topic list to the commission, and they approved the topics that we're going to be discussing in September. And now they'll hear our public outreach results in March, and then in July they'll hear a proposed plan, kind of taking everything that we've heard from both the commission and from sportsmen and making some staff recommendations in so, September. So tell people again where they can uh, let their voice be known and where they can get updates on what's going on. Sure. So just again, search for season structure on our main webpage to find that comment form, which will be open through February 4th. And then also we'll be having some other events like two telephone town halls on January 28th and February 4th which they can call in to participate and provide us feedback in that way. And then we'll have other public meetings across the state, so just stay tuned on our website for when those will occur. Danielle, thank you so much. I know this is a very important topic. Uh, Big game hunting is a very, very popular sport in Colorado, and it provides a tremendous amount of the funding for Parks and Wildlife. So we'll hopefully you the best success. And, you know, plans like this never satisfy everybody, but if you can come up with the best structure to make it the most successful and the most pleasant for everybody, we wish you the most luck. So thank you so much. And by the way, have a happy holiday season. Thank you, Terry. Merry Christmas to you as well. Merry Christmas. We'll have a good good weekend and a Merry Christmas. That's Danielle from Parks and Wildlife. Hey, before we um, go to our next uh, callers, um, we're going to cover some ice fishing, and we're going to take you out to the western slope on some lakes. But before we go to that, I want to give away a couple tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition. Chad Lachance is doing a topic at the um, ISE show about getting ready for a major trip. He's basing it around a trip he took this year to a particular place. He mentioned We mentioned it twice in the first segment where that trip was. You don't even have to tell me what the trip was about, just where it was. First one to text 303-713-1043 with the answer to that will win two tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition, plus your name will go into a drawing 
for a $375 gear package. Now, this isn't Chad's gear package. This is another gear package we're giving a couple away here on the fan. So we're really going all out for ISE. So 303-713-1043. Where, what, what, where did Chad go on the trip he's basing his seminar on? You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We're going to go right back to the phones. And uh, joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Corey Spakes. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing well. I understand you have a special guest with you today, too. Why don't you introduce him? So with me today is Brady Wetlaufer from Steamboat Fishing Adventures, and we're going to hopefully talk to you guys about an exciting tournament we have coming up. We certainly are. Before we get to the tournament, though, let's get caught up in what's going on at Stagecoach, because there's been a huge pent-up demand to get out here in the Front Range. We had some warm weather. I think it's going to change. We're going to have some ice fishing here that will be available, but the mountains and the West Slope, that hasn't been the case. First, let's start right out with what are the ice conditions at Stagecoach Reservoir? So we are iced over. We actually iced over December 10th this year, a couple weeks early. Um, We're seeing at a minimum six inches in all the coves. We've got about four inches across the reservoir and plenty of folks getting out there. I think it's still a little early to, uh, you know, let folks out with uh, snowmobiles and ATVs, but you can get good access. There is good stable ice um, to be found at the inlet in those coves. Let's talk a little bit about Europe. There's a handful of lakes in Colorado that allow the use of ATVs and snowmobiles for ice fishing, and Stagecoach is one of those, and that's the only purpose you allow those vehicles on Stagecoach. Once you get adequate ice for that, it just adds to the mobility and gives you an, an, uh, the opportunity to get the spots and fish that maybe that fish haven't been bothered as much or is there certain depth changes and do it without having to walk long distances or if you're not catching fish to pick up and move to another part of the lake. I think that total mobility like that makes stage really a, makes stagecoach an appealing lake to ice fish. Yes, yeah. good morning Terry and yeah you're absolutely right it sure doesn't hurt when you have a um, an ATV to pull a six by twelve uh, foot aluminum fish house around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I got. I got I, I'm going to share something with you. And if anybody was out, I, I made a quick run up to Red Feathers. It's about an hour and a half from my house yesterday, and it was nice at my house. I didn't realize there were fifty mile an hour winds up at Red Feather. So I just want to say anybody that was out at Dowdy Lake yesterday and saw this guy in a blue suit bouncing across the ice. Um, that was me, <laughs> total embarrassed, and I'm original member of the ice team back with Genson those guys days ago. I took a light sled instead of my shed because it was supposed to be warm. There was one time when the sled got away, I was walking back, and the sled behind me was at shoulder level in the air. So... <laughs> I think that's technically called a kite, Terry. I think that's what it was. But anyway, I wanted to share that. But let's get back. Before we talk about the tournament, let's talk about, you know, uh, Stagecoach Reservoir in general and some of the other amenities and activities you have there. Um, in addition to the ice fishing, um, what are some of the things? I believe you run dog sleds there. Is that right? So, yeah, we actually have a pretty um, uh, diverse recreational uh, resource here at Stagecoach, even throughout the winter. A lot of folks know us for our summer recreation, but in the winter we flip over and we um, actually have a private dog sled concessionaire that runs the South Shore Trail. 
We have multiple um, ice fishing guides, such as Brady, who work here at the reservoir. We also offer a free loaner gear program for snowshoes, ice fishing gear, and fat tire bikes. And there's no cost as long as you have a valid uh, parks pass. Wow, that's a lot going on. And you have groomed trails, I believe, for cross-country and snowshoeing, too. Is that right? That is correct. On the South Shore, we have about four miles of groomed trail. That's going to be multi-use trail where those dogs run, just as a heads up. But on the north side of the lake, the main body where the campgrounds are, we've got another five miles of groomed trail. And uh, with the snow we're getting today, we're actually, I've got a crew of guys out right now grooming that trail, so it'll be fresh to go for this afternoon. And and you mentioned uh, camping. You keep some sites open year-round, I believe. That is correct. Um, so we don't have water uh, service available during the winter months because it's dang uh, cold here. But we do keep a minimum of four electric uh, campsites down in the Pinnacle Campground all year long. Well, and what a great place to set up because think of everything else besides Stagecoach in that area. So you got a couple options. One, you can set up at Stagecoach and not only had take advantage of the opportunities there, whether it's fishing, cross-country skiing, uh, those type of activities, or dog sledding. You don't even need equipment because you've got the loaners. Or you can go to Steamboat Springs and enjoy the the amenities. And I believe there's ice fishing at Steamboat Lake, too, I believe. And then, if you, or you could stay in Steamboat Springs and make day trips to Stagecoach if you want to do that. So you're in a really great area of the state. Before we go to the tournament, how is the fishing right now? You know, I've been getting very good reports here at Stagecoach. Um, I was out on the ice talking with some folks just the other day, and uh, I had one guy just, you know, we love our big fish stories, and uh, he was out for about two hours and already had 17 mid, uh, you know, 16 to 18 decent rainbows already landed for the day. Uh, hearing a lot of feedback about mealworms and jigging and power bait always do well, too. But, yeah, it seems like mealies are doing well, and midday is when that bite is on. It has and a lot to do with uh, and you, uh, the amount of fish that uh, were recently put in as well. And, and not only do you have stalkers there, guys, but you have some pretty good, uh, some pretty good average-sized trout, too, don't you? Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, during the summer months, uh, as far as Master Angler Awards, I think I signed off on about 18 to 20 of them, and that's, you know, obviously rainbow trout 24 inches or, uh, or larger. Um, it's not uncommon to, you know, put up 18s and 20s uh, throughout the day. Um, yeah, so definitely, definitely some uh, nice fishing there lurking below. And there's always a chance for a big pike. The state record pike came out of there, and you can target them. Um, for some reason, that lake doesn't produce as many pike in the winter, but it still produces a lot of pike. And there's, you know, there's a lot of smaller pike, but boy, you could hit a forty pounder at any time. One hundred percent. Actually, I think I put my eyeballs on him uh, uh, here this fall. So yeah, there's a, definitely definitely a couple few nice ones in there. So so Brady, why don't you take us through the tournament, how you enter, when it is, and what the structure is. Yes, sir. Um, looking like our, our tournament is set to go on uh, Saturday, January 5th. Um, it's uh, it's going to be $30 to enter. Uh, youth uh, 15 and under uh, fish for free. Um, they are also uh, eligible for, for non-cash prizes. Uh, Eagle Claw being, being just the stand-up guys that they are, have put together uh, packages for all youth entry. Uh, so so every, every, every uh, kid that participates is going to get a free tackle uh, from Eagle Claw, so which is wonderful. Um, we have pre-registration going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, that is all the way up until the tournament. So I think the, uh, pre-registration ends on January 3rd, just uh, so folks know. And the big benefit there 
is that you aren't required to check in the day of the tournament. So it's another, it's one of those changes we've made to make things a little more efficient for the anglers and competitors this year. Yeah. So when I'm out fishing, kind of tell me how the tournament works. Am I restricted to an area? Do I just go fish and bring fish in for weigh-in? How is it structured? It is not. It's not a grid-style uh, fishing tournament. Not not at all. You uh, you can go out. You can you can access uh, any part of the uh, lake that you choose, um, and you can drill your own holes. In uh, the that's the beauty of it. Uh, you can use electronics. You can you can punch wherever you want to punch holes. So. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how it's structured. Uh, it's going to run from uh, 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. And uh, let's see, we're going to go with the combined length of the two longest trout. Um, that'll that'll put you in, in spot for thousands and thousands of dollars of, uh, of cash. Um, we have this. We have another category: the single largest trout is going to win you an Aquaview camera from Aquaview. Uh, those guys are great. They have the new Micro 5.0, which is a handheld portable uh, uh, camera, which is great. I use that thing all the time. It's and wonderful. it's got temperature on it, too. It has temperature. It's got temperature. It's got infrared. Um, you can adjust it uh, multi-different angle, angles. Um, I was using it last night. It's, just, it's great to use for night fishing as well. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful camera. Um, and so that's a pretty, pretty neat prize for... Uh, largest trout, and then we also this year put together a $20 buy-in. Uh, it's an optional entry if you want to get in with the guys and go target the big dogs uh, for the largest pike. Uh, winner takes all on that pot, and uh, I think think that'll be good. So we're, we're separating the, the trout from the pike this year, um, uh, you know, making them two different uh, categories. Um, on top of everything else, you know, we have the, the sponsors came through big this year. We, I mean, it's just unbelievable. We have Tons of stuff from uh, Eagle Claw, which is the, all the way up to their Chappelle Ice Huts. We have augers. We have guided trips. We have Rep Your Water, the guys down there. We have all, all their swag. We have a fire disc. Um, we got a fire disc cooker um, and tons more. Uh, there's a lot of local guys that are supporting the tournament as well, and uh, I can't even begin to mention. I tell you, my living room is full of gear, so we got to give it away to all these uh, anglers that show up. Well, One other thing I want to make uh, clear out there that this tournament's uh, not a profit tournament. This is a benefit for the South Rouse School District. So we do this tournament every year. This is our eighth annual ice fishing tournament here at Stagecoach, and it primarily go uh, a big portion, 25% of the proceeds directly go to the South Route School District Science Club. And last year, we were able to fund sending them down to the robotics competition in Denver. They didn't win it, but they did have a great time, and those kids learned a lot. So well, it's a really, really good beneficial program. Well, a couple things hit home. First of all, the cause. Get anything that benefits education and children in today's world. And anything, because you've got these kids fish free and you've got tackle to give out, anything that gets kids out of the house in the outdoors, I'm a huge proponent of. I think it brings so much to our lives. So kudos to you guys for all of that. Before I let you go, we're running out of time here. Is there a website where people can find out more about this tournament? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can jump on to uh, SteamboatFishingAdventures.com. Uh, we also have the, the structure of the event there, uh, rules and regs. Times all everything we just went over. Um, there's also some print friendly uh, PDFs there, so you can print stuff out. Uh, and uh, yeah, SteamboatFishingAdventures.com can get you there. All and right. Both uh, Stagecoach State Park and Steamboat Fishing Adventures have active Facebook pages with that information duplicated there as well. 
All right. Fantastic, guys. I hope you get a great turnout. There's a big pent-up demand for people to get out. And it's one thing to run up to, you know, some of the local little lakes and catch some stalkers. It's another where you can catch, you know, 18, 20-inch fish with a chance at a big pike. So, And then the tournament and everything else that goes with it. What an excuse to go the weekend after New Year's and go to Steamboat Springs or that area, right? So, I agree, yeah. It was fantastic. Thanks, guys. You guys have a great Christmas. You, hey, you as well. Happy right. Thank you. You bet. What a great opportunity to get out and just experience the outdoors and have some fun. And if even if you know, you don't win, you get to see other people catching fish, and you learn so much in one of these events. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports. Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. By the way, what a great place to beat the mall and go Christmas shopping. You know, the partners of this show are great places to do your Christmas shopping and not have to fight the malls. Because if you're listening, you're either an outdoor enthusiast or you have an outdoor enthusiast in the family, and you can get to these places. And they just have gifts at all price ranges from all for all ages for all of our partners that are part of this show. I want to talk about a couple different things. Uh, One is, first of all, I want to wish, I don't want the show to get hectic at the end and not wish everybody an incredible happy holiday season, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year coming up. Uh, We'll be back, of course, for New Year's. We're not taking any Saturdays off this year. But And we'll be giving away ISE tickets every weekend, too. So stay tuned for that if you want to win some tickets. More about that in a minute. But if you get a nice outdoor gift for Christmas, you might have some time off between Christmas and New Year's to go try it out. Now, some things may be geared more towards summer, but some may be winter. They may be ice fishing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. They may be winter camping. Whatever you get, if you get something you can use, you're going to take advantage of it. Take a friend or a family member or a, a son or a daughter or a spouse out and share the outdoors together. You will create memories, especially this time of the year, even if you don't know it. You will create holiday memories that you will remember for the rest of your life. So don't let that opportunity pass you by. Make sure you take advantage of that. Now, ISE. We're doing a couple different things. You're going to hear us talking about ISE, the International Sportsman's Exposition, you know, uh, over the next few weeks. Now, it's, it's show season. You know, the boat show is going to be on. The RV show is going to be on. The fly fishing show is going to be on. And, of course, International Sportsman's Exposition. So there's going to be lots of activities. You know I'm heavily involved in the ISE show. Karen and I host the Demo Tank, the one where the guys come. You know, you sit around and they get up there and show you the lures and talk presentations. Well, we're doing things a little different this year. First, we've added a piece called the Expert's Corner, being sponsored by Mile High Fishing Magazine. And what's going to happen there is guys that are normally on the tank and some that aren't even on the tank will be will be scheduled for an hour in the Expert's Corner. Now, you don't sit in front of them. They're not going to give a prepared seminar. What they're going to do in the Expert's Corner is be available for that hour for you to walk up and talk to them in a personal-type situation or listen into the conversation. You know, you'll see a lot of the guys you see on the tank, like Nate Zielinski and uh, Ronnie Castiglione and Dan Swanson with electronics. Brent Chapman, uh, um, an elite angler from the BASS tour, is going to be in there. And he's going to be talking about picking the right rod for the right technique. And there'll be just different topics. So you need to look at that 
and pick your topics, okay? So go to um, the ISE uh, 2019 Denver, and you'll see schedules for the tank and the experts corner and see who's talking and come at a time when there's seminars geared for what you want to learn about. Now, there's always plenty of stuff to do. If you can only come one day and most of these people are going to be there around the show somewhere, you'll get to meet them. Come whatever day you can. Don't miss the show. But if there's particular topics, look for them and come and enjoy them. So another thing we've done this year is we've changed kind of the theme of some of the days of the show at the the aquarium tank. Now, this isn't throughout ISE. This is special to the demo tank and the experts corner. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing on Thursday and Saturday, we're going to be our typical type presentations at the tank. And the, the experts corner will vary a little bit on this, but it's going to be more geared towards you're making sure you understand fundamentals of fishing, that you get started, that we're helping you become a better angler, and maybe even getting started, uh, or maybe just building your skills a little bit more. All that will be going on. On Sunday, it's going to be a family day. We're going to have women speakers, both women who participate in bass tournaments and women who are just avid anglers. We're going to have family-oriented seminars like how to get started fishing, how to get a kid started fishing. We're going to have kids fishing rods to give away on Sunday. We're going to have some other tackle, I think. So there'll be things like that going on. We'll have a walleye panel on Saturday, which will include uh, uh, myself, uh, Nate Zielinski, and uh, Brad Peterson and Dan Swanson, all very accomplished uh, walleye anglers. So we will we'll have that, too, on Saturday. But Friday, Friday, I've asked the guys, Fridays, I'm not going to lie to you, Fridays are typically a little bit slower day. And we want to get the crowd up, but we want to aim it at, well, anybody. We want anybody to come. But I've asked the presenters at the Demo Tank and the Experts Corner to take their seminars and their presentations up a notch on Friday. Let's go to the more advanced angler, the guy that's looking to take the next step in presentations, learning fish behavior, learning advanced electronics, learning techniques that will help them take their angling to the next level. Doesn't mean anybody won't benefit from it, but that's kind of what we're aiming for on Friday. So really, really, you have to um, kind of look at the seminars and pick your day. And stay tuned here. We're going to be giving away a lot of tickets. And follow us on Facebook because we've got, we got several major giveaways. We're giving away on the fan here two gear bags worth about $375. Those aren't to be confused with the $1,700 tackle bag that Chad is giving away, and I think I got that amount right. All of this will be on my Facebook page at Terry Wisham Outdoors. Plus, we will continue to give tickets away on this show right up till ISE starts and maybe even during it. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we'll be joined by Nate Zielinski right here on Terry Wisham Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.